Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, you fabulous designer type you. Welcome to Business of Design, episode number 126, a continuation of a conversation with Alan Lopes, healthy building expert called Building in Wellness Part 2. In episode 123, which was the first part, I shared that I came away from the conversation with Alan with a deeper respect and appreciation for the work I do on behalf of my clients. That's really valuable, right? I actually feel like I can see a path or an opportunity to increase my value as a designer with my clients. And I can do that by bringing them something they want, but don't necessarily articulate with me. And that's well-being. So my clients win, but I also win because I come away from it feeling more purposeful. And that increases my own self-worth as a business owner. The conversation was so powerful and meaningful. We separated it into two parts. So you can really take it in and absorb what's being said. But like I said in episode number 123, even in two parts, we barely scratched the surface on this topic. So you can expect more learning at Business of Design related to well-being and healthy building as well. I'll be doing some learning directly with Alan because I want to know more about the healthy building certificate. So all of Alan's information is at businessofdesign.com in the show notes. If you're not in the habit of checking Business of Design show notes, I recommend it. There's lots of good stuff there. In episode 123, we explored four parts of a 10-part list, a really great overview of all the things you want to be aware of if wellness is important to you as you're entering a decorating, renovating, or building project. If you haven't heard episode 123, obviously, I encourage you to go and listen to that. In that episode, I was beyond thrilled to learn that my desire to create individualized or personalized spaces for my clients actually provides my clients with better physical and mental health and that getting the lighting right, which is something I always think is so important, but I'm not sure I've had the best grasp of the language I need to use. So vitally important though, because it affects productivity, hormone production, and overall mind and body balance. I also learned that healthy acoustics, eliminating those not so harmless white noises in the background can be fundamental to mental well-being and play a part in more serious body imbalances like obesity and diabetes. I joked with Alan that I am now going to call myself Dr. Selden and prescribe more opulent drapey treatments and luxurious area carpets to my clients. But Really, truly imagine I now have the language I need to speak with authority about some of these essential purchases that aren't just because they're pretty. Lots of great information in the episode ahead as well. I won't give it away. I'll let Alan tell you all about it. Let's check in with Cheryl Horn. Cheryl, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You and I have a late night coming up. We do, and I've been getting questions about that lately. <laughs> me night. too, me too. Yeah, this week, we we usually do our group coaching calls on Wednesday afternoons, but this time, 
We're doing it Tuesday, August 20th at 11 o'clock p.m. EST, which is going to be Wednesday at 1 p.m. for Australia, those in uh, Sydney. We wanted to, we've been talking about doing this for so long, but we're finally doing a group coaching call that our Australian members can join in on. Um, Some of them, so many of them submit questions in advance and we do address them on the call. Others actually wake up in the middle of the night in order to join us live. Uh, So now it's our turn. We're going to stay up late. And um, we have been getting questions just to check if that time is correct. So again, it's August 20th and it's 11 o'clock p.m. EST. It is correct. Uh, You can still register, submit your questions in advance. All right. So I may be in my pajamas, just full disclosure. Um, and Cheryl, you're, you're going to, we're going to be together. So it's a pajama party. Yes. We have a lot of parties coming up. We do uh, celebrating business of design's 15th birthday. And the big celebration for that one is going to be at high point market on Saturday, October 19th. We're doing a party at the point from five to 7 PM. It is a free event, but we are asking you to register. We need to know how many people are coming. Uh, We want to know who of our advocates are coming, our members, those who are new to business of design. Uh, We just want to sort of get a head count and find out who's going to be joining us. But if you are at High Point earlier in the day at 10 o'clock in the morning, again on the Saturday, you'll also be speaking on stage uh, talking about have the professional life you've always wanted. So make sure you check out those two events if you're going to be at High Point this year. That's right. You can bookend your Saturday at High Point with Business of Design. The 10 a.m. talk, Have the Professional Life You've Always Wanted. I'll be talking about protocols and systems and strategies that you can implement immediately. And then it's going to be a big party, 5 to 7 p.m. I've noticed that we are getting a ton of RSVPs, so we are keeping a close watch on the numbers because we do have a limit. We do not want to run out of champagne. We do not want to run out of birthday cake. We do not want to run out of prizes. So please RSVP right away if you think you're going to be coming. And do, again, like Cheryl said, let us know if you're a BOD advocate or a business of design monthly or annual member because we do want to recognize you at the event in a special way. And if you're new, we want to get to know you. So come on out and meet the best designers in the world at High Point on October 19th. We also have a couple of little celebrations happening at Business of Design chapter meetings, one in Washington, D.C. and one in Nashville. So if you want information on those, go to businessofdesign.com or go to Cheryl Horn. Which one, Cheryl? (laughs) Either one. I'm happy to answer any questions and I will be putting you uh, in touch. If you get in touch with me directly, putting, putting you in touch directly with our chapter advocates so that you can be part of that local group. Okay, cool. Um, the retreat is absolutely totally sold out, but there is a waiting list. And for those of there you- There is, and the wait list is getting pretty long too. So oh. if you uh, if you did miss out on the retreat, uh, not long after is the conference, which we're pretty excited about. And I think that one will be here before we know it as well. The early bird rate is $11.95 until September. And the conference itself is happening January 25th and 26th. It's a Saturday and Sunday. And then the Las Vegas market gets started on the Monday. So you can plan them plan to attend both of them together. So many questions about the conference from people who are brand new to the community. If I go to the conference, will I be able to follow along? Because we know that you've been teaching for 15 years. And what if it's all new content? The answer is yes, you will be able to follow along. You will work hard. You will leave with systems that we will encourage you to implement following the conference. If you want to see a real difference in your business, 
we know we can help you do that. And the other side of the equation is I've been a member of Business of Design since 2004. Am I going to learn something new at the conference? And yes, you're the reason why I work so hard because I have to stay ahead of all of you fabulous people. So I'm learning new information so I can teach new information at the conference. We work really hard to make sure we always have impeccable integrity. So when we tell you we guarantee this will be great information you can use, we mean it. We have a lot of obstacles to overcome around conferences, right? Because there's so many interior design conferences that are total waste. They're super fun. Everyone's super nice. But you leave and you go, wait a minute. I don't know if I learned anything valuable. So we don't want you to have that experience with us. We are committed to making sure you learn something that is important to your business and your life. So please come out for the conference. Again, there is going to be a limit to how many people. If you want to save a couple hundred bucks, get in on it right away. But even if you buy your ticket in September or October, it's a ridiculous value for what you're going to learn at the conference. Thank you, Cheryl. There is a lot going on. Get back to work. (laughs) (laughs) I will. And I will see everyone for the, uh, the live webinar. This episode of Business of Design is brought to you by Build Lane. Build Lane is an extraordinary app that you can use, you clever designer, to order custom furniture from the comfort of your office. No visit to the factory or showroom rep required. Design details will not be overlooked. And by communicating directly with Build Lane and by extension with the factory, you'll enjoy shorter lead times and increased profitability. As you may know, I've ordered a first piece of furniture for Kimberly Selden Design Group, and the process has been ultra smooth. I will definitely describe the finished piece when I receive it and make sure I finish the story with everyone. Right now, though, you can enter a contest to win $2,500 worth of custom furniture. It's easy. Set up a free account at buildlane.com. There is no purchase required, and the contest is open to residents of U.S. and Canada. For more information, head over to businessofdesign.com. You can click on the Build Lane ad and set up that account really fast. Thank you so much, Build Lane, for your support of Business of Design and our amazing community. And now, back to the show. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Again, this is a continuation of episode 123. Alan Lopes discussed the first four concept in healthy building in episode 123, including designing for an individual and how that can actually increase well-being. He discussed lighting, which is a topic we have to come back to because there's so much acoustics and also healthy building and furniture materials. 
You're jumping in now to the conversation already underway. Alan goes right to number five. Five, yes. Yeah, that's correct. Five is water quality. You know, uh, usually it's an overlooked uh, thing as well. We go for the designing and uh, we just don't, don't really uh, take a deeper look in uh, what kind of filtration systems we are putting into every uh, water outlet, not only the water that we're going to drink, but also the water that we shower, the water that uh, we, you know, we use in the sink, because we are in contact with that water. And, uh, and our body absorbs the water uh, through the skin as well. It's not only by drinking it. So when you are in the, in the shower, you're absorbing a lot of water, especially if you're taking a hot shower, your pores are open. So whatever is in the water is going into your body. Of course, not in the same amount as if you drink it, but it is going in your, in your body and it can, uh, in time, uh, that can, can make an effect for the good or for the better or for the bad, I'm sorry. And uh, so having filtration systems, either a central filtration system for the entire house or small filtration systems uh, for each outlet, uh, this is a very important thing. Conversations we can begin to have with those trades we rely on, right? And make sure that they're aware that this is important as well. Yeah. And this is a topic where clients are very aware, you know, especially uh, high-end clients. Uh, they are very aware of the, of the, the impact of water in the, in, in the quality of life as in general. Like the pH of the water, uh, if there is uh, uh, certain minerals or the lacking of some minerals in the water, uh, the, the addition of like C vitamin and things like that in the water. People are very aware today about this, but they usually think of that like in the water that they, the bottled water that they're gonna buy. They uh, bringing this to the designing of the house is bringing all this uh, wellness uh, society that we are living in, uh, it's getting into this trend and bringing it into your work. So I can, I can be part of this trend not only by being uh, a medical profession or by being a, a nutrition professional, uh, but I can also be part of the wellness trend by being a designer and putting good filtration systems in the house. So I need to wrap my head around this. I need to consider the quality of the water we drink, but also the quality of the water that we shower in. And this is going to sound really naive, but I'm thinking of all the outdoor showers I've installed in cottage country. And most of them are on septic systems that may or may not be purified, you know, that have the UV lighting that uh, keeps them clean. That is opening up a whole new area for me to think about. So uh, I'm going to have a little work to do following this podcast. I, I don't even know if I'm ready for number six through 10. This may give me enough to do for a while. But anyway, let's, let's do move forward. Number six. Uh, <clears throat> number six is uh, it's a more controversial uh, uh, topic, which is the electromagnetic pollution. Uh, scientifically, there's still debate on how and how much uh, electromagnetic fields impact, uh, impact our health. And, uh, and it's harder to see, harder to, because it's invisible, you can't smell it, so it, it's a harder and more technical topic. 
But the bottom line is the less electromagnetic field that you have in home, specifically in the bedroom, the better those people are going to sleep. So if when designing, if we can uh, diminish the amount of electric fields around people, and by electric fields, we also are talking about uh, Wi-Fi waves. We also are talking about uh, cell phone antennas close to the house. And uh, the less you have that, the better they sleep. And the sleep is a foundation of health and well-being. The better they sleep, the more healthy and the more energetic the person's going to be. I know a lot of people who sleep with their cell phone, you know, right beside them and answer texts in the middle of the night. And it's that's problematic for sure. Yeah, well, that is bad, definitely. But it's not as bad as having, for example, the Wi-Fi modem uh, inside the bedroom. Oh. That's much worse, you know, because the cell phone, especially today's cell phone, uh, they don't uh, keep on uh, emitting radiation all the time. They're very energy efficient, and one way of, uh, of saving energy is by only connecting uh, when you need to connect. But the modems, those are on all the time. Those are broadcasting energy fields all the time. So... I would be more concerned in turning off the modem at night than turning off the, the, the cell phone. But yeah, if I can't have the cell phone charging away from the bed, uh, that's much better than having it just by the side of the bed, which is usually what people do. Good. Thank you for clarifying that. And by the way, as you're listening to this, if you want to know more, and I want to know more for sure, Alan has a healthy building certificate program that you can explore. Is that right, Alan? Yeah, that is correct, uh, and we definitely bring uh, some some uh, some trainings eventually. So we're about to, to launch training uh, in the next few months uh, here in the United States, and, uh, and and maybe we can even do that together with your your platform. Uh, since I, you have a lot of trainings there, we can definitely put a, a health and wellness oriented training there. We would love that. I'm I'm really really loving this conversation and I want to know more for sure. Let's make sure we cover off the remaining of the list of 10. We're at number Mm -hmm. seven. Number seven is uh, the indoor air quality, which goes hand by hand with with number five, which is the the quality of materials that we use. But uh, it also adds the thing that uh, we should uh, have better filtration systems uh, when we when we don't have open windows, the thing is that the indoor air quality it's very bad. Some uh, the EPA uh, researches show that sometimes indoor air quality is 100% more polluted uh, than the outside, even in a in a busy place like Santa Monica. So having your windows open that's a great thing, but that's a problem with regulating temperature, right? Uh, so we usually we close all the windows and we turn on the AC and we put it in the temperature that we want. But what happens is that the air is now not being exchanged with nature. And every time you get nature out of the equation, you have uh, wellness and health problems. You know, you take the natural light out, you have problems. You take the, the natural water out, you have problems. You take the natural air out, 
you're going to have problems as well. So we definitely need to be either connected with nature or we have to supply whatever we're cutting off from nature. So filtration systems, usually, uh, they are only efficient for the machine, for the AC uh, unit machine, so that the machine lasts longer and doesn't break, right? But we can definitely use that opportunity to have the AC filter uh, upgraded to another level and include uh, filtering those chemicals that could be off-gassing from the cabinets, as we've spoken uh, recently, and from other sources, especially from cleaning materials. That's a, a, a big source of uh, bad indoor quality, and I know that designers don't go into this thing, but it, it is a very important topic for uh, the quality of life in a, in a constructed environment. But filtering air, it's a very important thing. Having clean air without any chemicals and things like that, very important thing. So that's topic number seven. You know, we, you know, sometimes we don't go deeply into a topic. However, part of our proposition with clients is that we know who to ask to get expert advice about all of these things. And just being able to yeah. say to my clients, like water filtration and air infrastructure, infiltration in your home is critically important. So we're going to get these experts in to make sure your home is up to healthy living standards. Yeah, that's that's a, a, a job that the Healthy Building Certificate is doing both in Brazil, Florida, and now we're going to start here in, in California, which is bringing to the, to the table to have a conversation. Those technical guys that are around us and that we, we rely on them so much, like the electrician, uh, like the, the, the guy that, uh, the H, uh, VAC guy, in order to uh, uh, tell them that this is an important thing and that the designer needs the support on this in choosing the right manufacturers, uh, not only for the AC unit, but also for the maintenance of that. AC unit, which brings uh, the, the, the filters to the table. And very inexpensive thing as well, you know, very easy to implement, uh, and you get a great result out of it. I'm thinking I'm just about to renovate our condo in Santa Monica. We've been on a waiting list for like nine years to get a turn to renovate because uh, the building mm-hmm. only lets one family at a time renovate, which is kind of crazy. But I think this is a perfect time to have all these conversations as we're about to be- begin this renovation. Yes, this is the perfect time. But you have two two separate things here. One thing is the renovation. You're going to get better uh, AC units and better product qualities and everything, which is, are going to last. That's one thing. The second thing is the maintenance of the building, which can start right now. You can just go and change the AC filter right now. You can just go and change the, the, the cleaning products for better cleaning products right now. You can go and open the windows uh, early in the morning uh, every day and, and have it open for five, ten minutes, renovate the air, and then close it again so you have temperature comfort in there. Uh, maintaining, that's, a, that's the, actually the last topic that we're going to talk about. We're just uh, going ahead of, uh, I'm going ahead of, uh, of ourselves. But maintaining a healthy building is just as important as uh, designing and, and building one. This is really an empowering conversation. I'm happy we're having it. Let's let's go through um, eight and nine, and then we can wrap up with maintaining. 
Yeah, eight, eight and nine, uh, uh, eight is landscaping, you know, like, uh, or actually we could name it a different way, which, which we can call it biophilia. So whatever name, uh, but it's bringing nature into the design, not living only outside, uh, but bringing it in, which basically means bringing uh, plants and natural materials uh, for furniture and things like that. The more you have natural materials, that this concept called biophilia, I don't know how, how much you are familiar with it, uh, but it's a concept that, that states that we feel happier uh, being close to nature. And, and this is a thing that we can all observe. You know, we go to the beach, we go to the parks, every extended weekend, holidays, people usually like to go uh, to nature. You know, that's when, where we feel happy, we feel connected. And uh, so why not, why, why wait for the weekends? Why wait for the holidays to be connected with nature? If you can bring a little bit of nature in the design, you know, so having plants, having things like that, having edible plants, like plants that you can actually interact. It's not only for uh, looking pretty and looking beautiful, which is a very important part of well-being, beauty, uh, but also it's a great thing. You simple and great thing. You just get a, a few leaves of peppermint from uh, your your garden in your kitchen, and you make a tea. And you drink that tea instead of getting the, the, the bag from the grocery store. And, you know, it's a very different feeling when you have that interaction with nature like right there. And you don't have to wait uh, to go to Yosemite Park, you know, to have that. Although I love the Yosemite Park. I went there last week. <laughs> it's so gorgeous, huh? Okay, so as a doctor of design, I can throw around this term biophilia and my clients will be super impressed. I love that. Yeah, I, I, biophilia is very, you, you, there's a lot of people, you know, our designers in Brazil, they say they are biophilia designers, you know, or, or healthy designers. Uh, I call myself doc, Dr. Building, but you can call yourself a, a designer doctor. That's a great name. There you go. Mm. I, I like this. I think we're all figuring out, wait, we can actually use this as a differentiation when we're talking to our clients, which is really important. I recently bought a little... Um, you call it like a little planter that sits on my countertop and it has grow lights on it so I have basil mm -hmm. and chives and little cherry mm -hmm. tomatoes growing on the counter and it's been just so much fun to have a little garden inside yeah it is it is a lot of fun like uh, today I just had this plant that I don't even know which one is it here in the office that just uh, you know a flower came out it just gives you a great feeling, you know, of uh, being alive and being uh, around life. It, it, it just feels good. Number nine. Number nine is uh, it's a topic that everybody already talks about, is uh, designing for sustainability. So we definitely have to think of, of the planet. So it's not the focus, but it's something that it's in, it's in the checklist. You know, we, we the more we can, we have to try to, to use renovate, uh, uh, materials uh, that we can recycle, things like that. It, it's important not for the person, but for the planet. We cannot leave it out of the checklist, you know. But it's not a topic that we go deeper into it because there are so much other people more qualified than us to talk about this. But it's so that we don't forget that uh, we also have to take care of the planet. Of course. And then, as you said, maintenance is something we need to think about 
all year long, regardless yeah. of what stage our clients are at in terms of a yeah. project. And actually, a little deeper than that, which is designing for maintenance. You know, when you are thinking about what you're going to put in the house, uh, you should be thinking about how is this thing going to be cleaned later on? What kind of products eventually people will have to use uh, so that this thing can, can actually keep on looking nice? Extending that thought to the, to the maintenance may uh, help you design, maybe help you prescribe, but since we are design doctors, uh, prescribe these or that uh, material for the design. And then later on, uh, once it is built and people are living in there, uh, keep on looking at, you know, especially cleaning products. It's amazing how much, like, we have 85,000 uh, different chemicals going on around us, and less than 3,000 of them were uh, tested for human uh, consumption. And we consume, you know, uh, all the cleaning products because we touch them, we smell them, we get in contact with them all the time. And uh, some of them are really, really hazard. You know, in Brazil, for example, the, most of the stain removers uh, for wood, if you have a nice, beautiful wood, wood uh, table or things like that, 90% of the, of the cleaning materials for that product in Brazil, they have benzene. Benzene is, uh, is, a, is, a, is a substance that is guaranteed to give you cancer. It's not like it might give you cancer. It's guaranteed. You, you breathe benzene for a while, you're going to develop cancer in two, three years. And you're not going to connect in two, three years that you have a cancer diagnosis with the cleaning uh, product that you're using for your wood table. Wow. So that's very important. And frightening. You know, this is the thing that when I say it, it makes me feel bad. Uh, but it has to be said. We have to think about it. As professionals, uh, it is not only a great marketing advantage uh, because we definitely became become uh, irreplaceable. Once you bring those things to the table, the client will never replace you. You know, they got okay. I'm not going for another designer. I'm going for this guy because he cares about me. But also as as a person, as doing the right thing. You know, it's like I, I don't want to uh, prescribe something. That might give somebody a, a bad time later on. You know, when you're young and not um, not as familiar with the ways of the world, you can't imagine a situation where somebody would produce a product that has an element that is guaranteed to cause you cancer, right? Like you just yeah, kind of right? wish everybody had just, how about a little integrity, you know? And until people yeah. grow some integrity, then all of us need to speak up and say, no, we're not buying that and here's why and be more vocal about it. Yeah. And again, designers, they have so much power, you know, because they are the ones that they, that can tell this both to clients and manufacturers. They're right in the middle and they can, uh, you know, spread the word for both of them. I love it. Alan, you know we end every episode with something called design intervention. What? I can't imagine what else you could possibly share with us. You've already given us so much. Well, uh, uh, for me, it's a, it's a more, uh, more abstract thing, which is becoming irreplaceable. You know, once you bring in a differential that your client 
understands as something that nobody else can bring or, or few people else could bring, you're becoming irreplaceable. And once you reach that level and bringing health and wellness into your design, whatever topics of these or all of these topics that you're putting into, into your design, and you communicate, of course, to your client, uh, you become irreplaceable right there. So that, that's the intervention, becoming irreplaceable. Fantastic. And you helped us all do that a little bit today by giving us so much information. Thank you so, so much. I look forward to meeting you one day soon in Los Angeles. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for, for allowing me to, to spread the word about health and well-being in the future environment. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.